Welcome to the Connected Leadership Podcast. I'm Daryl Black, author of the 1-100 Leadership Solution, How to Be the Leader You Would Want. I'm a leadership coach, facilitator, dad to an amazing son, and all-around nice guy. At least I think so. I think we're as connected a society as we've ever been, yet we're more disconnected than ever. I want to change that. My purpose and passion is to help you learn to connect so you can be a better leader, a better parent, a better partner. This episode is part of my weekly 10-minute Tuesday series where I present a particular topic that will help you to connect with others and then lead. Connected leadership, it matters. Remember to subscribe and thanks for listening. Okay, let's do this. Hi, I'm here to talk about the origins of the strong leader, the steadfast leader, the uh, pillar of strength leader that uh, is really revolving around be a man, you know, because historically leaders are are men. So we're going to talk about where does that paradigm come from? And more importantly, why does it have to change? Because it really, really does. So keeping in mind that I'm not an ologist of any kind, sociologist, uh, psychologist, so on and so forth, these are my observations around what the notion of being a man and being a strong leader uh, look like. And one just has to look throughout your own life, I think, to see the gender bias around men and leadership and the underlying kind of uh, notion that uh, men need to be strong. And that translates directly into the style of leadership that we see. So we'll see things like you know, uh, don't cry, men don't cry, um, suck it up, buttercup. Um, you know, really not a lot of support uh, when it comes to uh, expressing emotions or opinions for that matter. And we kind of have the stereotype that men are um, unable to communicate and, and express emotions. Well, Again, if you look through life, our, our lives, and I know I've seen it and even have had it said to me many times, um, you know, uh, you need to step up and, and, and be a man about this. And uh, I think that's really been a disservice for, uh, for leadership in particular, because again, historically, men have been uh, leaders. And we'll talk about gender biases another time, certainly, because uh, there's a a huge gender bias with regard to to leadership. So we have that notion of being a man. You know, what does that look like? And let's translate that into the be a strong leader. And I think where it comes from is really two kind of watershed moments in history. And these aren't just necessarily single events. They are culmination of thousands of events. One might be, for example, the Great Depression. And, uh, you know, my, my, my granddad was, uh, and granddads, you know, they were out, uh, raised in that environment where literally survival was a factor. The man went out, worked, hard labor typically, so it certainly wasn't banging away on a computer or, you know, oh my gosh, uh, I need to sell my stocks, whatever that is. That was actually physically working at a job, whether it be a factory or you, you name it. Um, the, the man would come home, 
he had been working all day, exhausted, uh, cranky likely, and uh, the last thing that anybody wanted to do was really interrupt him or upset him because the next day, first thing in the morning, he would be out working again and literally just trying to uh, put food on the table. And that, that's, a, that's literally the case. So the Great Depression was probably you know, one of those key historical defining moments um, in terms of what it's like and, uh, to be a man and, and by association be a strong leader. Um, another important historical context for us to talk about is the, the, the two world wars, World War I and World War II. Similarly, as the Great Depression, um, you know, typically the man went away and he's going off to war and uh, extremely difficult conditions. And my, I thank them all for their service. And when they returned home, obviously what we define now as PTSD, they called shell shock, for example, uh, really, really had a large impact on families and what it meant to be a man. So again, that's that paradigm. That's what, what we would look to uh, when we define what that strong leader looks like. You know, the, the, the beachhead and, and the, the leader standing up and waving his hand and telling everyone to move forward. You know, that was noble. That was brave. Uh, but that comes at a cost. Now, fast forward that that paradigm of a strong leader, that stoic uh, beacon of strength, that pillar of strength, is still very much in our, in our collective psyche, in our consciousness as it relates to leadership. So as a result, my parents you know, grew up in that environment, and by association, so did I. Well, that paradigm needs to change as a society for sure, but relative to leadership, the notion of being a strong leader, being a dominating leader, uh, being a man, uh, you know, what, what we have been raised to think about with regard to those things needs to change. And the reason it needs to change is there was a time and a place for that paradigm, that, that archetype where the leader would take somebody, put, put them on the shoulders, and they would just through force of will uh, you know, march forward through, through thick and thin. Well, these days, we have all sorts of different societal kind of complexities. We've got dual income. We've got uh, you know, uh, women working in the workforce now, and the list goes on and on and on. So the paradigm needs to change because I think our problems are somewhat more complex. Now, I'm not minimizing world wars and I'm not minimizing things like the Great Friggin' Depression. Not my intent here. But we have all sorts of different challenges with regard to leadership. We have uh, individuals that are born and, and now raised with a smartphone you know, in front of them. And we'll talk about the millennial uh, issue next. We have workforces that are distributed across the city, across buildings, across the country, across the continent, uh, so, and globally. So that, that adds a lot of complexity to some of the problems. And there are so many different dependencies and connections with regard to problems. If we do this, then it has a direct impact on that. And not only just a one plus one equals two, we have a one plus one, and then, oh, here's another variable here that we have to introduce, and that will also need to be taken into effect. So the variables that 
our, our leadership environment are extremely complex. And as a result, that direct hammer approach of leadership needs to change. And that kind of leads me to a cliche that if all you have is a hammer, every problem is a nail. So that has led us to workforces that are maybe not as empowered as they could be. We're seeing micromanagement uh, in all levels. Emergency services, very much still a bastion of that type A personality where it's, if I want your opinion, I'll give it to you. It's getting better. Uh, industries like... Um, you know, EMS, where there are strong technical skills, a lot of certifications, but does not a leader make if you're a paramedic with lots of letters and so on and so forth. So we really need to think about what it means to be a strong leader and be a man. And once we've made that thought, once we've made those connections, we need to change it because our teams are looking to you, leader, for guidance. They're looking for motivation. They are looking for your ability to relate and connect with them. And the be strong, be a strong leader, be a man, that paradigm, that archetype was not built on our ability to make connections with each person on our team. And we've talked a lot about a leader needing to make those connections. And that means to be vulnerable, which is anti be a strong leader, be a man. We need to be far more empathetic. So think about what others are, are, are feeling. Put ourselves in their shoes. No, that goes against the grain with regard to the strong leader because it's about the leader. It's not about you. We need to be far more compassionate towards others and ourselves. So again, it goes contrary to that be a strong leader archetype because the be a strong leader archetype doesn't actually care what you think and if it comes time for self-reflection there is not a chance in hell that there's going to be self-compassion had for that leader been there done that i've even told myself suck it up buttercup those types of things but that is not the best thing for long-term success and lastly manage personal stress that's a big part of our ability to connect with our team and move the team forward but again be a strong leader, they don't feel stress, right? They don't feel fear. They are hard charging. They've made a decision. They are moving forward and emotions and feelings have nothing to do with it. Well, again, that served us so well in the Great Depression, served us really well in world wars. But in this global connected economy, in this global connected world that we live in where Facebook is everywhere, YouTube is everywhere, and we're seeing what different people are up to in different parts of the world, and our teams are all over that world, it is time to change and it is time to change now. If we want to drive true success through our teams, we need to connect with the individuals on those teams and we need to really think about what it means to be a leader. And the paradigm, that archetype, that stereotype of being a strong leader, be a man, that's got to go. That's got to go. So we'll continue to talk about that because once we, we take that away, it needs to be replaced with a few other things. So thank you for watching.